Great to see David and Mary, wasn't it? You know, they do say, don't work with children and animals. <laughs> so <laughs> perhaps that's why. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your generosity through the offering this morning. Um, we're going to count that up during the week and um, we'll let you know in the, next, in the coming weeks kind of where the giving is going to go, how we're going to be using that money. But, you know, this week I was thinking about our hearts um, because we've called this our heart offering. And there was a verse in the Bible that kind of jumped out at me and I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes on packing that for us today. It's a well-known verse. It comes from Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, and you may have heard it before. And it says this, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And in fact, on the slide, I've put up a number of different translations, because when I'm looking at a verse in the Bible, I want to know what the context is. What did it mean when they were writing it then? But also, what does it mean to me and to us today in our context? And sometimes looking at different translations can help you kind of unpack a little bit more about what it means. You know, in the Bible, when it talks about our heart, it doesn't talk about the life-giving, blood-pumping thing that is in each of our bodies. But actually, it's referring to the essence of who we are, the core of who we are, the place that our dreams and our desires and our passions live, the part of us that connects with God and with other people. And perhaps we just quickly look at these different translations. So I've just read to you the New Living Translation. The second translation from the message says, keep vigilant, watch over your heart. That's where life starts. From the Passion Translation, it says, above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. And the last translation that I looked at was the Good News Translation. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. And so from the Bible, it's saying that looking after our heart, the emotional core of who we are, is actually a top priority. In the first translation, it said, above all else. This is a really important thing to pay attention to what's going on inside of us. The bits that nobody else can see, the bits that we can cover up and nobody else knows about. But the Bible does say, doesn't it, that man looks on the outside, the jacket we're wearing, how we've done our hair, but God actually looks on the heart and sees what's going on inside us. And so you might be doing fine on the outside, but actually what's going inside is what matters. And so why is it a priority to pay attention to our hearts? Well, because our heart, our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, in the Good News translation, affect the course of our life. From the passion, they affect all that we are. They shape our life. And so this place from within has a huge impact on without. And looking after our emotional core, our heart, is important because to thrive and grow as humans, we don't just need to look after our physical bodies, but what's going on inside. And the third thing about this is that this is something active. It's not a passive thing. We kind of sit around and our heart's going to kind of look after itself. But we actually have to do something. You know, it says, be careful, keep vigilant watch, pay attention. If I don't look after my physical heart by eating properly and doing some exercise, it's not going to do well. And if I don't look after my spiritual and emotional heart, it won't function at its best either. We need to look after our dreams, our passions, our emotions, our desires. Otherwise, we're not going to function well. Now, there are external signs. Yes, Destiny Coaching guys are going, yes, preach it, brother. (laughs) We'll get on to you in a minute. (laughs) 
But there are external signs, aren't there, of what's going on. This week in the office, we had first aid training. I've got a little picture for you. We had the chance to wrap each other up as kebabs in those kind of foil blankets to keep each other warm. And we had to do kind of bandages, all that kind of stuff. If there's something that if people, people are looking at, what, what on earth is that? that? That's me lying on the floor wrapped in a foil blanket in case you're wondering what on earth that is. It's not a sausage, no, that's right. But it's, you know, when something's going wrong with my body physically, there will be signs that. We learned that if I have internal bleeding or shock, then you will see me start to shake. You'll see my extremities get pale. My lips might get blue because my body is focusing all of my blood towards my core to keep things working well inside. And so if there's something going wrong inside me physically, you'll see that on the outside. And actually, I wonder for you, what your signs are that things aren't necessarily going right inside you spiritually. For me, I know that if I start comfort eating or if I get very grumpy with my husband or if I um, find that I just don't want to give people attention and time, that's a good, those are good indicators for me. Those are good flags that actually spiritually I'm not paying attention to my heart. I'm not spending the time with Jesus that I should. In fact, there are some times when Nigel says, I think you just need to go and spend some time with the Lord, dear. Um, So other people can notice it too. So there are signs on the outside about what's going on the inside. You know, our generosity through that offering is a way of showing that our hearts are towards God because we've responded to what he's called us to do and we've given to him. And in the same way, we see those things spiritually and emotionally too, don't we? So, in a nutshell, what can we do about it? Well, I'm going to give you three things that we can look at, that I can look at too, as we guard our hearts. We need to look at the past, we need to look at the present, and we need to look at the future. You know, there are things that have happened to many of us in our past that have a huge impact on us today. It may be that you've been through circumstances where people have done or said things to you that you feel like you're still living with now. Maybe experiences you chose to have, maybe experience you didn't choose to have, but were foisted upon you. And as we look at our pasts, it can be a frightening thing, it can be a scary thing, it can take courage. But it's really important to deal with these things of the past if we want to be able to work, walk forward. If we bury stuff, it tends to come out somewhere. You can hold things down for a certain period of time, but it's all going to come out somewhere. And so, how can we do that? Well, we did a long series, didn't we, last year on emotionally healthy spirituality. Maybe you read the book about that. And if you would like to find out some more, you could read that book, listen to the sermon series. But also within church, we have some great tools. Mervyn and Claire offer what we call First Stop. And Mervyn's a GP, and Claire is a trained counsellor. And um, you can go and have a chat with them if you're stuck in a place and you don't know how to break free from the past. We also have a really well-trained Sozo team. So they offer appointments where you can connect with God and look at some of the issues of the past and get free from those. You can access those things through the website. And so for you, if guarding your heart means looking at the past, I encourage you to connect with God, maybe in one of those ways. The second thing we can do is work out how to guard our heart in the present. I discovered Ephesians 3.16 this week, and I just love this. Paul, not the one upstairs in prison, but um, Paul the Apostle who wrote to people, <laughs> says, I pray, in, verse, in chapter 3, verse 16, I pray that from his, that's the Father, glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then listen to this. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts 
as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And I just thought, what an amazing picture. You know, sometimes we talk about opening the door of our hearts to Jesus, don't we? But this verse talks about Christ making his home in the midst of our emotions, in the midst of our passions and our desires and our hopes and our dreams. And he, Jesus, lived a perfect life. He was a guy who felt anger. He was a guy who cried. He was a guy who grieved. He was a guy who laughed. He was a guy who knew what it was to have close friends who treated him well and treated him badly. He knows all the experiences that we have been through and will go through. And yet he was the model on how to deal with these things. And so really the core of what I want to say today is if you don't know Jesus, then why not invite him into your heart, into the core of who you are? He can make his home there and help you deal with your emotions, the pain of the past and what's going forward. And maybe you've already chosen to make that decision. And I've told you before, when Nigel and I used to work with kids a lot, we said, we all need to choose to follow Jesus, not just once, but every day. And so maybe today you need to make that decision. Jesus, come and make your home in my heart. Make it a place where you're comfortable and where I feel challenged about different things and I need to work things out. Come and show me how to do it your way. And maybe that's a prayer that you'd like to pray. There are loads of other practical things we can do to guard our hearts in the present. You know, we've had these lovely cards available at the back, haven't we, about centering prayer and how to connect with God practically. We've talked in previous weeks about reading the Bible. You know, last Sunday we had our first breakthrough prayer meeting and we had a great time, some of us, praying together. Sometimes I think, I know I should pray more, but actually, you know, how do I make myself do it? Well, actually get with some other people who are really praying. It can really inspire you and excite you to press into all God has kind of for us as a family and in our community. Joining life group is a great way to connect with God more, committing to relationships. And also then choosing to respond, how we respond to the emotions that come up and the challenges we have. I don't know about you, but perhaps you can remember a time when you've had a difficult or a painful conversation with someone. Maybe the things that they said made you feel criticised or got at, angry or wanting to get your own back. Or maybe that's just me. But sometimes in those moments, I think we are at a crossroads, aren't we? We're at a place where we can choose to go one way or the next. Our responses, our reactions, don't need to be just dictated to us, but we can actually choose how we respond. I can choose in that situation to give them a dose of their own medicine, to tell them what I really think about them. To fly off the handle. To give them my perspective. And if I do that, as the proverb said, then that kind of will play out in the future because that relationship may well be destroyed for good or it just makes it easier for me to fly off the handle next time. It felt so good to actually tell them that stuff and actually next time I get in a confrontation situation, yeah, I'm going to do the same again. But where does that take me really long term? It probably takes me into being an angry and a bitter lady nobody wants to be around. So at that crossroads, I have two choices, because that is one choice, and that is a choice that I sometimes make. But there is another choice that I can make too. The one that says, I feel really angry, and I feel really criticised, and that is really unfair. But actually, I'm not going to react from that place. I'm actually going to take these thoughts and feelings and emotions to Jesus and tell him how I feel. And you know, I was in the car this week, there was something that really churned me up, and I was driving, and I was like, Jesus, this is so unfair, and I don't like how this has happened. And my emotions had to come out, and had to come out in a real way. But he's big enough 
to receive them and to show me what his perspective is on the situation. And I could ask him how I can move forward in the right way, what it is I do need to say to that person, to that situation, how it is I should respond. And I know from what Proverbs tell me is that as I make the good decisions, that also affects the future because it means that that relationship won't be broken but actually has a chance of being restored. And as I choose to make those decisions to be more like Jesus, then at the end I won't be this bitter, angry woman, but I'll be somebody who is being changed to look more like him and people will see that. So the encouragement in the moment, in the present, is when we get to these crossroads, when we're given these opportunities and these options, which way are we going to choose? And you know, the truth is, I don't always get it right. I'm sure most of you don't always get it right either. But isn't he amazing? Because he forgives us and he loves us and he always gives us another opportunity to try it again. So we've looked at the past, we've had a quick look at the present and now we're going to look at the future. And the future about guarding our heart is saying, so what are the dreams and the desires that God has put within us and how do we live those out? Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And what I understand that to be is that he puts those desires within us and then he delights to help us unwrap them and to walk into them. And maybe you know what the desires of your heart are. But maybe you need to do a little bit of thinking and digging around and working out what they are. Why don't you spend some time looking back at different verses in the Bible that you have have meant something to in the past, or the things that have set your heart on fire, the things that make you come alive and feel excited. Perhaps you might want to write those down or share them with a friend. Chris and Jackie um, have a thing called Destiny Coaching, and they're running a course in a few weeks' time where it's a two-day event um, where you can look at some of the dreams and things that God has put in you and then work out steps to walk forward. And I spoke to a couple of people who were involved in their last course, and they have had some significant changes in their lives going forward as they've chosen really to guard what it is that God's given them, not in an overprotective way, but in a way of looking at it and praying over it and working out the way forward. So that's a whistle-stop tour around guarding our hearts. And I suppose my question to you today is, Is there a particular thing that God is highlighting to you? Is he encouraging you today to think about the past? Something that you feel is holding you back? Maybe somebody who needs to be forgiven? Or some kind of pain that you need to process? And the encouragement today is to bring that to him. And maybe work out a really practical step. Maybe have a sozo or go for um, one of our first stop appointments. Or maybe the thing he wants to highlight to you is actually in the present He's saying, come on, we had Reset Week a few weeks ago. You said, yeah, it would be really good for me to read my Bible a bit more and to to be praying a bit more, but you haven't actually put that in practice yet. Why not think this week about how you're actually going to land that? What does it mean for Jesus really to come and make his home in your heart practically this week? Or maybe the thing he's got his finger on for you is the future. Maybe he has given you these dreams and these passions And you just don't really know what to do with them. And so maybe this week you might want to spend some time unpacking those and asking him how it is that he wants you to move forward. Why don't we stand together and then we'll perhaps the band could come back and we're going to ask him how he wants us to respond.